0: what's going on y'all welcome to the struggle to strength podcast your source for real life application on how to turn your struggles into strengths and all things mind muscle and money i am your host josh levine and i'm joined here by my longtime friend and my co-host travis hatch and today we got something special for y'all we got some hard truths we got some shit that's probably gonna rub people the wrong way and we're gonna get uncomfortable and i like that hell yeah i like making people uncomfortable so we're gonna talk about imposter syndrome and we're also going to talk about why your comfort zone is killing you, slowly. Slow. I mean, we're all dying, but yeah, your comfort everything's zone, killing you. Everything's killing you. I hate to. I hate to cripple, make, give you crippling anxiety. Everything's going to kill you, but, but everything is killing you. But we're going to talk about today why your comfort zone is killing you. So Travis and I, we've been talking about this for a long time, and, and we talk about uh, imposter syndrome quite a bit. Um, because Very I, real. it's, it's really real. And I think that more people experience it than you would imagine. Even people who are levels and levels above to you, the people who you aspire to become are still dealing with imposter syndrome. And we have some guests lined up who are going to talk about that, who are going to really bring a lot of light to it. Um, but Travis and I, we were talking about the comfort zone and imposter syndrome. We decided that calling it the comfort zone is stupid because it's not even comfortable. It's
1: not even comfortable.
0: <laughs> I mean it's 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 more comfortable than the alternative, but if if
1: you're listening to
0: this fucking podcast, the comfort zone is not a comfortable place
1: for you to be. Yeah. If, if it w- if it were comfortable, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast
0: about getting uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah, it might be more uncomfortable than the alternative, but it not not for people who are listening. You know, for people who are listening to this podcast, like y'all, we are designed and interested in growth, and that means getting uncomfortable and you've got to get outside of your comfort zone. So let's talk about how all this ties together and how we can beat the comfort zone out of ourselves Let's do it. Beat imposter syndrome. Um to start, your comfort zone is just a place, like it's a place that you're stuck in. And Travis, you made a good analogy earlier of imposter syndrome is the guard that's keeping you there. Yeah, like you're you're like you're in quarantine. Like when when quarantine hit hit, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, they're going to deploy the national guard." The national guard is imposter syndrome that was gonna everyone thought was going to keep you in your house, which is your comfort zone. Yes. It's like a fucking escape room. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like a really long, complicated and emotionally abusive escape room that you do to yourself. (laughs) So let's talk about our current, current situations real quick. Like getting outside of our comfort zones. We were talking about, um, we were talking about our discomfort that we're currently experiencing physically, financially, emotionally, um, why we're stuck there and what's keeping us there. So what we what we came down to was it's really just imposter syndrome, like financially speaking, based on we were talking about how we're pricing our services, how we're managing our finances. And I think especially for people who are listening, who are starting their own business, whether it's a service or a product, and they're trying to figure out what they should price it at, it's imposter syndrome that's that little motherfucker in your head that's going, nah, you can't do that. It's not worth it. Yeah. You're, you're not good enough. Yeah. And you you made a really good point. You were like, if anyone ever said that to me, I would punch them in the face.
1: For real, yeah. It's a part of like meditation or psychology. Like who who are you actually? Because everybody has like this little voice in their head that says these things, whether it's like, I'm hungry or you're a piece of shit. There's this voice in your head that's speaking. Uh, A lot of people report they start hearing it around like 15 years old. Um, I'm sure everybody, you know, if you close your eyes right now and listen, there's probably a voice talking. And one of the cool things about meditation is understanding that that voice is not you. You are the being that observes that voice or those voices. And so um, if somebody walked up to me on the street and said, you're, you know, you're a worthless piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit that person in the face. So why do I let some like weird parasite voice that's in my head talk to me that way? You know, mm-hmm. um, and and literally. That's not a very, uh, meditative way of speaking, (laughs) but it does, it does help me from time to time is like almost using that, like motivation, you know, you're a piece of shit. You can't do that. Well, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyways. Mm -hmm. That voice in my head, like, isn't who I am. So
0: no. And usually I I don't know about you, but usually the best way to get me to do something is to tell me I can't do it. Yeah. So yeah. If you, if anybody listening ever wants me to do something, just tell me, I, I can't do it. You won't do it. You won't won't. like, Unfortunately,
1: that shit works
0: really well. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, f-
1: I fucking will. Yeah, I fucking will, man. Yeah. And so yeah, you got to start treating that uh, treating that voice in your head like you would, you know, someone else who is talking to you that way. Mm-hmm. Stand up for yourself.
0: Stand up for yourself to yourself. To yourself.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, how to how to handle
0: that? How to understand where those voices come from and how we can best utilize some tools to get you outside of your comfort zone to help you facilitate that that change. Now, I think even people who are not
1: in our entrepreneurial position will relate to this though. Totally. The first podcast that we did was talking about that, like our experience coming from corporate and like why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm the old saying be careful what you wish for because you m- might just get it like <laughs> It's once you're outside of your comfort zone and You are accomplishing the things that you want to do like dealing with that is a whole other can of worms But yeah, I mean for me like the 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 issue of the comfort zone was like that was the big problem when I was Working just not being happy with your situation Is a really tough place to be and like not knowing like where to start like mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like if you like if you're working your job every day and it's eating away at you, which it was for both of us. Um not that I not that I hate I, you know I can't say I hated it, but like, no. I I it was it was eating away at me not doing not following my passion, not pursuing my passion. Yeah. Um and we both knew we had the skills and knowledge to get to where we were, but then that little fucking voice in our head was like nah and kind of tries to push you back into your comfort zone. So but for us the 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 pain of staying the same far outweighed the the pain of changing yeah so we had to so how do we get out of our comfort zone how do we deal with imposter syndrome you just kind of have to start picking your brain so number one let's talk about some tangible things to help get you out of your comfort zone yeah some things that you can implement right away and and i say right away with air quotes for those who are not watching the video pod um, because there are things that you can start practicing right away. You're not going to reap the rewards of them right away. The number one thing is to cut out that negative self-talk.
1: Yeah. That's, so that's like huge. It
0: is huge. But to first you mentioned that you understand, and yes, maybe we can use that negative self-talk as some sort of driving force behind doing what we're doing, you know, kind of like a, you can't do this. Okay. Bet. Yeah. Watch me. But Something that I do a lot, and anybody who practices any sort of self-care, self, uh, self-improvement self work, shadow work, things like that, is we have to understand where that voice is coming from. Like, you don't just randomly have these voices in your head that talk shit to you for no reason. Like, they come from somewhere. So, something that I've been doing a lot and that actually really has been helping is the shadow work of understanding where those voices are coming from. Like what happened in your past that put that voice there? Whose voice is it? Is it yours? Is it someone else's? Is it like a shitty coach you had as a kid? Is it something that happened to you? Something that you saw? Was it an argument between your parents? What happened in your life that put that voice there? Whose voice is it? And if it's yours, how old are you, is that voice? Cause like the voice that's telling you, you can't do this is not 30 year old Travis. Yeah. Right. It's like something that happened when we were younger. That's like, maybe it's like insecure 14 year old Josh. Yeah. Not like 31 year old insecure Josh. Right. <laughs> very different, very different voices, but how do you get it to shut the fuck up is the question. Yeah. So what I did, what I've been doing and has been really helping is I understand I, I, I will meditate on this and. For us, we we were just talking about this. Meditation for us isn't like sitting there with our legs crossed and our fingers in that weirdo position and like doing the meditation thing you see on TV. It's like we get in the shit. We like, we don't get the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were like, dude, I do a lot of my thinking in the shower. I was like, me too. We do not get in the shower. We um, just hop in the shower. We, we just hop in the shower together, <laughs> have a nice chat. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, go, go, to, go to your place somewhere where the world shuts off. Nobody's going to bother you for both of us. That just happened. Like it happened to be that we both find that in the shower because nobody can bother you. You get that like white noise and you're like, okay, this is a time that nobody can fucking talk to me. Yeah. And so that's a really great place for you to talk to yourself. Another great place is go for a walk by yourself. No headphones. Yeah. Unless you're listening to like a helpful. I would say
1: I would like for me personally, it's no headphones. Yeah.
0: If I want to talk, if I want to think about shit that's going on in my own brain, I can't have headphones unless they're in. So people don't talk to me.
1: Yeah. And exactly. It just depends what you're doing. Like going for a walk and listening to a book or a podcast is a great way to, to focus on something, to learn something. But, um, specifically for confronting The, you know, confronting your imposter syndrome, confronting the voice in your head, going for a walk with no headphones is like one of the best things, not just personally, but um, scientifically as well. Like when you when you go for a walk, the amount of like blood and oxygen that goes to your brain increases. Um, There's like systems going on that are helping you organize your thoughts. It's a really great rhythmic way um, for you to take a step back and like have that conversation with yourself of like, what exactly is it? Like identify the things, like what is it that's causing me this anxiety? What is it that are like the things that are bothering me right now? And like how to like, which one of them are just stupid voices in my head or which one of them are, are something that I need to like take action on.
0: Mm-hmm. And identify where, if they are stupid voices in your head, identify where they come from. And you always have to take action. Yeah, that's something that's never going to change. Um, every, everyone has these internal battles that they fight every day that no one else really knows about. Everyone has these demons, and like battle battling those demons is hard. Uh, tying this back to literally the premise of this podcast, struggle to strength. Battling your demons is hard. That's a struggle. Not battling them is hard. That's a struggle. Choose your heart. Choose yeah. your struggle. One of them will turn into a strength. The other one will just keep you in the same place you're at. And that yeah. sounds
1: miserable. You know, whether it is like going to a new company because the the company that you're at just doesn't value you mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's starting a new business or maybe you are running a business, but your clientele isn't the right clientele. You need to find people that are going to pay you more money and you don't necessarily know if you're worth that. You know, there's all kinds of different examples of it.
0: Some other ways that I think are, are valuable for people to start confronting those those demons, those inner voices, start battling them and overcoming them. Uh, obviously, we've talked about meditation a lot. And I feel like meditation has this connotation that it has to be this very still, very, I don't want to say boring, but the 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 image of meditation that everyone has in their head right now. Yeah. Like if you don't know a lot about meditation, you're thinking of sitting there with your legs crossed in complete silence in like a dark room or something. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that. For me, lifting is incredibly meditative. Anything that you do where you can just think of one thing and one thing only is a form of meditation.
1: Yeah, flow state. A flow state,
0: exactly. So when I'm lifting, if I'm in the middle of a set, nothing else is in my brain. Absolutely nothing else. That's why I feel like I need to move. You know, we were joking in the beginning of this podcast when things start to get overwhelming for me, like as a kid, going back to where did this, where did the need to do this come from? As a kid, my parents used to tell me to run around the house. They'd be like, go outside, burn off some steam, run around the house. I need to blow off steam. For me, it's in exercising. So lifting is both, I'm killing two birds with one stone. I get to blow off steam physically and I get to tune out to everything mentally. And I'm in a much better place after that. Other things are walking, sleep meditations are are things that I use quite often to help me fall asleep. Because like you mentioned, we need to be able to structure things in our brain. You used a good example of Everything that's happening in your brain needs to be organized in some way. And sleep is like the librarian that organizes everything that's happening in your brain. So sleep is super valuable. Grounding is another one that I do a lot. And we talked about going for walks, but grounding is essentially just walking outside with bare feet. Mm-hmm. you you walk barefoot yeah. a lot you yeah, like never yeah. wear shoes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i like very rarely see you with shoes on <laughs> um but if, if y'all have never just walked outside in nice grass with bare feet it's fucking powerful yeah yeah so that's another one that i really do enjoy um going into self-talk language mindset something that a lot of people struggle with that we struggle with and i'm sure it i'm sure this is a never-ending battle no matter how successful we become is the language and mindset of your self-talk how can i do this versus i can't do this yeah
1: exactly like if you're a parent you're in a position to like help somebody get in that mindset early which is like, you want, I don't know, whatever, you want a toy, like how can you make enough money to pay for it, for instance, mm-hmm. um, instead of just like giving people things. And then they get the mindset of like, I just get stuff. And if I can't get it, then I can't get it. The way you physically talk out loud and to yourself is like super powerful. And that's been shown in like lots of different studies. Yeah. Like the word can't like stop, stops like saying that, that it's, it's, uh, it's really easy to get, to get stuck in that. Um, and it's something that I do, you know, I, i battle with that like every day of like, I can't do this. Um, when you catch yourself doing that, like literally just say, okay, like how can I do that? And maybe, and that's a perfect example. Like maybe that's like a shower conversation or like a going for a walk conversation or, you know, wherever you feel comfortable having those conversations with yourself. But like, how can I do this thing? Mm -hmm. Um, and just changing your, the way you actually like Say those things out loud um, will change the way you think them in your head, which will change the way you like visualize things and plan things out. And, and it has like a major impact.
0: Yeah. It's just a reframe. And especially in our position where we are entrepreneurs that offer a service, when we are coming up with, for like pricing, for example, we might look at people who are charging twice what we charge. And in, instead of thinking, and I've definitely fuck this up but instead of thinking oh i can never charge that that's super negative yeah it's a super negative thing to say yeah instead how can i charge
1: that right maybe i'm not going to charge it right now no how can i charge that
0: yeah right now i may not have the tools to de- to over deliver on right. that value because i never want to charge something that i can't over deliver on i'd never want to under deliver yeah but what steps can i take to get to that point mm-hmm. Understand where you're at now and what you can, what you're worth and how can you take the steps to be worth more? We had an interesting conversation last night after watching the Poirier-McGregor fight and Poirier won, right? And I was like, wow, that's cool. Just made a couple mil in like five minutes. And then I like, I realized right after I said it and you were like, no, oh, more like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. So he's been doing this for 20 years. He's not going to. People don't just start fighting. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how long he's been he's been fighting for, but um, could be. Yeah, yeah. However long he's been training, that's how much that's how much time and effort it took for him to get that you know that million, two million, three million dollar paycheck in like five minutes.
0: Yeah, and that's what
1: he's getting paid for.
0: Yeah, you're getting paid for your experience, not the time that you're putting in. Right. So if you're a if you're a, if you're a coach or a trainer. And you're doing hour-long sessions. You're not getting paid for that hour. You're getting paid for everything that you've learned to be able to charge what you're worth for that hour. Yeah. All of your education, all of your experience, all the times you've learned, all the times you fucked up, all influence what you can charge for that hour.
1: Yeah. And and just having like the self-awareness and understanding how much you have put in and what you are worth. And the way, the way I decided to do it was, I am part of like a Facebook group connected with like a lot of other videographers. I kind of gathered pricing information on um, people who are where I want to be. And I thought, and weirdly enough, they all had the exact same pricing. Like they don't know each other. <laughs> they all had the exact same pricing. Um, and I thought about where I am along my journey, how long I've been doing this, the equipment that I have, the skills that I have, the connections that I have, everything. Um, and the, and just like the work that I, you know, the, the, the product that I can create, I thought I'm about halfway where I want to be. And so I'm going to charge half of what the people that, where I want to be are charging. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that I can confidently say, like, I can charge this amount um, and I can over deliver on that. That was kind of how I battled that imposter syndrome of like, you don't want to charge more because blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, I just went about it like practically, like mm-hmm. how do I practically find that number? That's something that I can like back up and it's not back up to my clients because people are happy to pay that in reality. And if they're not, then it's just the wrong client and you're going to get a better client. Mm-hmm. But it's backing it up like to myself. Like you need to be able to like confidently say to yourself, like I know that I'm I'm worth this much, and I'm gonna over deliver on that. That's a really
0: good way to overcome it. I, I guess I kind of did the same thing. I, I I understood where natural pricing for online coaching is, and I positioned myself when I first started about halfway to where I wanted to be because that's where I figured I was. Pricing's gone up, and let me tell you, like Travis and I. We're not the cheapest. Yeah. We're definitely not the cheapest, but we're not the most expensive either. Um, but our pricing is not going down. Yeah. Like we're only getting it. It's better. only going up. It's only going up. But we also are are going to con- ensure that we can continue to over deliver on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in, in that case, uh, you know, imposter syndrome is something that we're constantly going to be battling with the techniques that we're talking about here today. Something that I, I wanted to touch on as well here is what you have talked about, Travis, is the constant motion of maintaining a level of discomfort. Yeah. So as not to get too used to things. Mm-hmm. Right? So... The, you, be,
1: the best way to not get stuck in a comfort zone is to not get comfortable
0: yeah exactly at least at least for too long yeah right like you should always have some level of discomfort in your life and that's not to mean that it's always go 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 and literally run yourself into the ground and burn yourself out like you still have to take care of yourself you still have to implement some self-care techniques and stress relief techniques because if you're just go 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 all the time and that's not the type of person that you are and you never take care of yourself. You can't pour for an empty cup. You're just gonna burn yourself out. So I was hoping that you would be able to tell us about your experience with house hacking and doing things that for me at this point, sound very uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but you've never really let yourself get to that point.
1: So house hacking as a term, it basically means live for free. Which sounds awesome. Which sounds awesome, right? Yeah. house hacking is using real estate in a way for you to live for free. One of the biggest like problems with that and why a lot of people kind of like look away from it is it's like, it's uncomfortable and it's not glamorous. Like what it comes down to is we're living in a house with a bunch of roommates, pretty much like we own the house and we rent out, you know, each room individually to, um, to people and like, they cover our bills. So we're, they cover like you know the payment, so we're able to live like rent free. I think there's a mental block for a lot of people on something like that because they're like, if you've been living alone or with you know a girlfriend or a partner or boyfriend or whatever, and you get like used to that, it's a lot harder to um, to like kind of feel like you're taking a step back and like, oh, there's these people in my in my space, but maybe like that's the answer to your problems that you're having, like if they're financial problems. But for us, like, I literally have, like, moved every year. Like, I've literally, like, moved into a new apartment or house, like, every year, I think. Since, since college. Since, like, high school. Since high literally. school. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I've moved, like, every year. Um, maybe there's, like, maybe there was, like, one year where we stayed in a place. But it, we, we've pretty much, like, been on the move, like, moved every year. And we've always lived with a bunch of roommates. So I was able to kind of take advantage of that, like, being used to being uncomfortable and having a bunch of roommates and like how can I capitalize on that? So I think like just getting motion going and staying in motion is a big way of being able to do stuff like that. And then just understanding that if you haven't been in motion for a long time, maybe it'll it takes a little bit of time to like get moving.
0: To solidify that point, like my girlfriends, we've been talking about getting a roommate. I haven't had a roommate in years. So I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty uncomfortable. Uh, but the baby step in that direction is like, okay, I can think of three people that I would live with. Like three really close friends. Let's see if I can get one of them to move in. Because living with a, a stranger that I don't know and you know, going through an interview process, that is way more, that's way more uncomfortable right. than taking a baby step. So you don't have to go all the way in, but taking a baby step is going to help slowly get you in that direction all you need to do is take action
1: yeah if you want to improve areas of your life like that or they are you know you're at a point where you realize that they are causing problems or they're causing anxiety like this is this, there's nothing like glamorous about it like this is how it works this is how you get it done but having those problems is hard and like
0: taking the action this action to fix them is hard choose your heart yeah Which one are you going to deal with? Which one's going to get you closer to where you want to be? So... I hope that helps y'all. I hope this shed a little bit of light on, on your comfort zone, imposter syndrome. We do have plenty more coming for y'all in the future. If you want to support us, and we hope you do, please give us a five-star rating and review. You can also screenshot this episode, share it on your story. That'd be dope. We want to personally thank you when you do that. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Josh Levine Fitness. You can find Travis at Travis Hawks Media. Please hit us up. we love to hear from you guys. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Struggle Strength Podcast. We'll see you next week. See ya. Peace.